Dynasty Blueprint with Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Welcome into another Dynasty Blueprint. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell, joined as always by Matt Williamson. Matt, we're not going to worry about our dogs or our kids today. We're just going to talk some fantasy football players. How are you doing? <laughs> yeah, we got a lot of feedback for the unedited version a couple days ago of all of our round one dudes. Yeah, yeah. Totally, like totally planned that, of course. That oh, yeah. Behind the scenes look. Just want to give you guys a, Matt, as you say, a peek behind the curtain. Absolutely. Uh, no, of course, that was uh, that was a little oops by us. But uh, As my daughter comes storming in the door as we speak now. So that's just <laughs> the way it goes sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Real <laughs> real life keeps happening as, as these fantasy football players value changes and we look at rookie classes and everything else. All right, Matt, uh, our, our last episode that... Uh, behind the scenes look it, we did most importantly look at the top 12 rookies in this class and we actually agreed on the top 12 although of course we had yeah. we had some different order we uh, just a quick recap of, obviously we both agreed Saquon Barkley was the top player in the class we also both had uh, Darius Geis as our second player that's pretty much where our uh, our agreement kind of ended but we got to a point where we felt like that second tier included Geis, Nick Chubb, Richard Penny, DJ Moore, Sonny Michelle, and Ronald Jones. Next tier, Christian Kirk, Calvin Ridley, Cortland Sutton, Carrion Johnson, Royce Freeman. So that's kind of where we ended up uh, on the top 12. And the majority of rookie drafts that I've been in, that I've seen, those have been the top 12 players. So I, I do feel like there's, somewhat of a clear line between those 12 and the next group of players that we're going to talk about today. And we mentioned at the end of the episode uh, last week that Michael Gallup, Dallas wide receiver, if anybody is going to crack that first round other than the 12, it would be him. He is my 13th ranked player. So if you're thinking about that, as far as a draft, I would have him pegged to that 2.01 spot. Is he your 201 as well? No, he's not. And I need to get, take a quick sidebar. If this, I, I just got a trade offer that makes me bonkers. And I just want to know if this bothers you or our dynasty listeners out there. Just a two minute thing here. If you'll hear me out, I'm sorry. I got, went off script already, but I put out, I had a bunch of second round picks in this league I'm rebuilding in. And I put out, I'm trying to either get future first or young players and this leads into this this podcast is I don't love the second round of this draft all in all. I'm trying to move those seconds either for first to get those top 12 type guys or for a young player I like. I'm trying to get out. So this dude sends me an email or a, an offer saying, for your 2-6, Matt, I'll give you my next year second. Like, I'm not doing that. I mean, why would I do that? <laughs> like, the, yeah. the, those kind of deals make me bonkers. Like, yeah. It, why am I going to wait a year for a second to do that? There, there should be, I, I feel like there should be a little bit of a premium there. If, if you're talking about the 111, 112, 211, 212, then, then right. may, maybe you sell that for a future pick in that same round. If, if you just don't like any of the options, but yeah, in general, you should get a little bit of an upgrade there. I've, I've got you be something up. else. I'm in a draft right now and this has happened twice now with the same, uh, the same league mate, I've taken a player, and as soon as I've drafted him, I've been offered a trade 
for that player for a, a pick later than I drafted him. So I drafted some, <laughs> I draft somebody Same with thing, right. draft somebody with a late first rounder and then I get offered a future second rounder for him. And I just kind of feel like I'm I'm losing my mind. Like am I the only one that thinks this is crazy? <laughs> but like why would I do this? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean so Okay. So there we yeah. go. I had to get that off my chest. Yeah, get that get that out in the open. If Gallup is not your 2.01, your 13th overall player, who is it? Gallup is my 16th, and Anthony Miller is my 13th. All right. So tell us what you like about Anthony Miller, Chicago Bears, draft pick. He's Everything. Got a, he's, got a, he's got a path to playing time for sure. Yes. I mean, I think him and Robinson are starters this year going forward. They traded a future second to get him. They apparently love him. I like Trubisky. I like the head coach and Rams-like scheme that they're going to install. I think he's a better – frankly, I think he's a much better football player than Gallup. I see the allure of Gallup, but it's more situational than, you know, me loving the player, and I, I don't like going down those roads too often. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I've I've got Miller a little bit lower in my rankings. He's 17th overall, slots him in. Uh, more in the middle of the second round, 2.05. But uh, again, kind of like we talked about with that top 12, I see very little gap from 13 to 18. So so the first half of the second round, for me, all pretty similar. Again, I'm not going not gonna to argue mm-hmm. or nitpick with, with, with many of these rankings. Miller at the top of the second, pretty fair range to draft him. So you have some concerns about Gallup are you um great situation should get a ton of targets just feel like we're kind of putting the card before the horse type of deal that is he going to really be the Cowboys number one receiver this year I mean he's a rookie the third round pick besides pro football focus who loved the guy I mean I get the situation but and even if he is a highly successful rookie season Maybe next year's pick is going to be the number one. He's going to be a receiver too. Well, it should be. They it has about, to be right. They've got a lot of needs. I've I've been surprised. And tight that, end. Right. Yeah, I've been surprised that they haven't been more aggressive. I mean, this wide receiver class. If you look at the the free agent class th- that was available, either through trade or or just just on the open market. I mean, we saw Landry and Cooks moved, and we saw. I mean, even guys like Dante Moncrief. Guys like that mm-hmm. in that range would have helped the Cowboys. And and Alan Hearns is way down that list. That's who they settle for before drafting Gallup. I mean, it, it, it's just trending down for the Cowboys really overall. And, and then the somewhat surprise retirement of Jason Witten leaves a hole there. This is all just making me want to stay away from Dak Prescott. Agreed. I mean, maybe not long-term. Like if he has a bad year this year, I might pick him up on the cheap, you know, in November or in the off season. And, you know, they do have a really good line. They draft the lineman high, but I think their passing game is going to be really poor. Yeah. All right. Let's get on with the rankings. The 14th overall player for me is James Washington uh, drafted. Mine too. To the Pittsburgh Steelers. Love the player. He fell a little bit further maybe than, than I expected, but uh, I'm not worried about the spot, even though he's behind Brown, he's behind, Juju there. The Steelers have have always gotten production from multiple wide receivers, sometimes as many as three, and and they've also shown to be um, 
to be one of the best teams just when it comes to both drafting and developing receivers, uh, whether we're talking about late round guys like Brown or first or second rounders, third rounders, Mike Wallace, Emmanuel Sanders and Juju and, and guys like that. So I pretty much love everything about the spot. I especially like the discount, you know, pre-draft Washington was viewed as maybe as high as a mid first rounder. And now you can get him in the early second round. Yeah. He's my 14th guy as well. Um, Agree with everything you said. The Steelers play a high percentage, even by NFL standards of three receiver sets. Martavis is gone. Um, He's going to fill right in. I think they'll throw, you'll see a lot of single coverage. He's, I don't know that he'll ever be a fantasy starter this year, but I think you'll see the field a lot. Certainly he's going to beat out the Darius Hayward Bays of the world for playing time. Real good landing spot. And even if Ben retires in a year, I know some people don't love Rudolph, but they come from the same school. You know, so I, I think Rudolph will throw to him. Yeah. Well, I wanted to, I don't think we're going to get to Rudolph here no. in our, in our second round range. Uh, certainly not in mine. So let's take this chance I just want to hear your thoughts on him there being a a Pittsburgh homer a little bit. Mm -hmm. What did you think of the pick of Rudolph? And is the reaction from Ben Roethlisberger on a national level, is that being overblown a little bit? Or is there legitimately a a chip on his shoulder there in the local local coverage? I think it's being overblown a little bit because there's nothing else to talk about in the league right now. I mean, if that would have happened in a busy time, you know, you probably got washed over a little bit. And I hear where he's coming from that let's wait now. I'm only here a little bit longer, you know, and I get the quarterbacks would get frustrated with that, but it's a stupid thing to say. Just shut up and give the guy a hug and help him and, you know, be a teammate. And um, my take on Rudolph is I liked him a lot. And, they pace it. They did say, I mean, we sat down with Kevin Colbert and all those guys and I was at the press conference and they said, we had him lumped in the same group as the five that went ahead of him. And I believe that, but if you truly did and you looked at him in the same light as those guys, wouldn't you have taken him with the Washington pick? But that was the win now move. You know, that was what everyone's complaining about is they took too many guys that aren't going to help this year. Well, Washington's going to help this year, as we just said. Um, I look at Rudolph like this, that at worst, I think he'll be Landry Jones and therefore is worth a third round pick in the real world. And Landry Jones is a free agent after this year, and he's making good money and he'll get another you know bump in, in pay. At best, he's Kirk Cousins and he's the you know middle of the road starting quarterback. And he's got work to do, but he's got plenty of time to do it. And he's got a lot of tools. So I, I like the pick a lot from a you know Homer Steeler perspective. Yeah, I think you have to. And uh, I mean, it wasn't like they spent a first round pick on him. Uh, I mean, I, I know obviously third round picks can be valuable and and plenty of those guys turn into starters and contributors, but that's also a pretty good range to take a quarterback that leading up to the draft, there was there was a lot of talk that he might go late in the first round. Yeah. When he didn't, we all certainly assumed he would be drafted in the second round. So it, it almost feels like a steal if if nothing else. Yeah, I thought so, and I know it's not a big move, and it only cost him a seventh rounder, but they did trade up to get him, and you know, like I said with Miller, when teams aggressively go get somebody, usually, almost always, what that means is we have a much higher grade on this guy. He's standing alone on our board. Let's go get him. 
So we both agree that James Washington is our 14th overall player, 2.02. If you're thinking about rookie drafts, Matt, I'll let you talk first about your 15th ranked player. Who comes next in this order for you? This might be the first one that everyone goes, whoa, Lamar Jackson. All right. I like it. I don't, I don't agree with it, but I like it. Talk about it. Okay. And for my website, williamsonfootball.com, what I've been doing the last day or two is I'm you know, just when what was it two days ago, we did Dynasty Blueprint, and I didn't incorporate my rookies into my positional ranks. Well, I just did with my quarterbacks and my tight ends last night, and I have Lamar Jackson as my 16th overall quarterback in Dynasty, ahead of Brady and Breeze and Ben, but also ahead of Mahomes and Trubisky and some of those young guys. I'm smitten with the guy. I told you my you know if I was picking first overall and I was the Browns, I would take Lamar Jackson in the real world. He was my favorite quarterback in this draft. The Steeler fan of me hates that he went 32. Um, we were in the press conference after they t- after the Steelers' first round pick, and the as it was happening, the TV was over Tomlin and Colbert's head, and they traded up and in the 13th pick they grabbed Lamar Jackson. And as the thing ended, one of us told you know Coach Tomlin, "Hey, they just your, your big rival just traded up for Jackson," and he didn't say bad words, but he was about to and was like. Oh, they get up there, you know, like nobody wants to play against this guy. And for fantasy reasons, it's all about the legs though, too. You know I mean? Like I like him. I love him for all so many other reasons, but he's going to score massive fantasy points. So from a dynasty perspective, I, I think a lot of people, including both of us had him as our dynasty quarterback one pre-draft. But I also know a lot of people now are, are maybe a little bit off of him, not not totally scared away, but at least moving him down some uh, due to that Why? landing spot and the uh, the likelihood that he's going to sit a year. That that doesn't worry you at all? No, because I think we'll see plenty of him throughout the year, you know, a, a series here and there. I don't think he'll unseat Flacco, and I think the Ravens will be good enough that if he does play, it might be a meaningless week 17 type game. So I think Flacco is a starter, but I absolutely don't think Flacco is back next year. I mean, the contract contractually, it makes very little sense unless he's awesome this year, which I don't think will happen, but I like the landing spot a lot. And mostly because one of their, they have like three offensive coordinators, but one of them was the guy that hung out that got so much out of Kaepernick in, in San Francisco that they know how to use a player like this. Plus, I know that you don't get too excited about minicamp stuff, but all those early returns are very strong. I think that when a couple people watch Lamar Jackson in the NFL in week one and week two of the preseason, you'll be very glad you used the 15th pick in your rookie draft on it. All right. So obviously, uh, Jackson is your quarterback one uh, here near the top of the uh, second round. He's a little bit lower for me. I have him at 21 overall. That slots him at 2.09 in a rookie draft. My 15th overall player, uh, you you went to the quarterback position. I'm going to the tight end position, Mike Gasicki, Miami Dolphins tight end. The, the tight end, those tight ends were really just hammered when it comes to to landing spots. It looked like we might have three or four kind of viable guys entering the league. And of course we know a couple of them kind of canceled out with Hurst and Andrews, both landing in Baltimore. Uh, Goddard lands in Philly behind Zach Ertz clearly uh, impacts his value. So that to me, that makes Mike Gusecki the, the big winner among the tight ends. And 
I think the gap, he was already my tight end one, but the gap from him to everybody else uh, is even wider now. So I have Gasecki at the uh, 15th overall spot, 2.03. He's my 17th, and I like him a lot as well. Goddard was my favorite going into the draft. I think his landing spot crushed him. He's no longer a second-round pick for me, although I love the player. I would have loved to seen him go to Dallas, and then Philly jumped in front of him and stole him. Um, just a couple notes on Gasecki is I think this is a great landing spot that Gase, more than just about any play caller offensive mind that I know in the league, is really intent on three-by-one sets with a tight end being the one. And detached, and I think Gasecki with his size and athleticism fits that perfectly. They've been really, really straining to find that player. It's a foundational member of their passing game. So he's clearly my tight end one in this class now, too. All right, so just a little bit lower. I have I have Gasecki 15. You have him 17. We have already covered your 16th ranked player. That was Michael Gallup. So we've got your top five out of the way. My 16th ranked player, 2.04 in a rookie draft, is Dante Pettis. Uh, we've talked about Pettis quite a bit on here. We had Matt Waldman on, and Pettis was his pre-draft wide receiver one, his top ranked wide receiver, which maybe a few people scoffed at a little bit, but the 49ers sure didn't. This is a guy who was kind of an afterthought in in the pre-draft rookie mocks that I ran. He was consistently a fourth rounder and, and I loved him at that range. And now he's he's pretty much locked into that second round spot after the 49ers made him their second round pick. Uh, I, I just think it, it's the line of thinking that we've already seen. He's he's tied to Garoppolo. He's tied to Shanahan. His value is just, you know, is just skyrocketing. Do you have Pettis in the second round range? Yeah, he's the next guy on my list that I haven't mentioned yet. He's number 18 for me. Love the landing spot. I don't think there's a lot in his way. I think he can line up at all three receiver positions before long, and it only takes one injury or going past Trent Taylor. I don't think it's that much of an obstacle. Good returner. Good quarterback, great offensive system, team going in the right direction. They're also a team, I know it's getting ahead of ourselves, but you mentioned next year's wide receiver class is really, really strong. They're a team that I could see using an early pick on a true number one type guy like Dallas, but such is life. Um, So, yeah, I think we're in agreement there. And and Waldman knows his stuff. Oh, yeah, certainly. Um, You know who else knows their stuff? Who is that? Come to think of it. Our friends at Harry's. I tell you guys about Harry's every dynasty blueprint. They are our best friends. They are wonderful. They are also my face's best friend. Now that I am hooked on Harry's, I have a clean shave without rashes or any problems like that. I used to have with razors with with straight razors. And that's when I went to electric, but I am totally back on Harry's and have been for some time. Harry's is great. And they have an unbelievable offer for you guys now that you have no reason not to do. It costs you nothing. So Harry's stands behind the quality of their blades. They know that switching razors isn't an easy decision, but I'm telling you right now, it should be. So they created you this trial offer. Claim your trial offer by going to harrys.com slash dynasty. Make it all caps, the dynasty part, but I don't think that matters. So Harry's founders are fed up with overpaying for expensive razors with unnecessary features. They knew a great shave comes down to great blades made with sharp, durable steel that lasts That's why they bought a factory that has been making some of the highest quality blades in the world for over 95 years in Germany. By selling directly to you over the internet, Harry's can offer you their blades at a price much lower than a leading brand. 
I used to pay four or five bucks a blade. Harry's is only two bucks a blade. And this free set to you is doesn't cost you a thing. So you got to do that. And if you don't love your shave, let Harry's know within 30 days and they'll give you a free refund, which is amazing. So get a $13 value trial set that comes with everything you need for a close, comfortable shave. You get a wonderful weighted handle, five blade razor with lubricating strip and a trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel that smells wonderful and a travel blade cover. So this is what you do. Listen to our show can redeem their trial set at harrys.com slash dynasty. Make sure you go to harrys.com slash dynasty to redeem your offer and let them know we sent you to help support Dynasty Blueprint. I don't know why you wouldn't do it. Matt, before we move on to our uh, 18th ranked player, actually Pettis is your, Dante Pettis is your number 18 ranked player. I want to finish up the 49ers conversation. Uh, I mean, Kyle Shanahan clearly has a type. When he goes to Atlanta, he's collecting these these guys like Marquise Goodwin and they have distinct roles in that offense. Right, right. He wants a fullback. He wants two receiving backs. You know. Yeah, I think. I'm sorry, I said Goodwin. I think it was Aldrick Robinson that he had in Atlanta that came over with him. Um, and then he got Goodwin in yeah, San Fran. Right. Got Goodwin in San Francisco to, to play the Robinson role. But if you look at this depth chart, Pierre Garcon, Goodwin. We can throw Aldrick Robinson in there. I'm, I'm not sure if it's much consequence at this, at this point, but Trent Taylor, Dante Pettis, all of these guys kind of feel similar. I don't want to say undersized. Some of them are over six feet, some under, but they they feel like they all play small. Do you feel like at some point they're just going to get this big wide receiver one, what we think of Mike Evans type guy, or is is are we just going to kind of go back to the – Redskins of the eighties. No, I, I very much think that when you look at the Shanahan offense and really going back to daddy and Kubiak, that that's why I mentioned that before that this offense does have a very distinct type, but it also always goes through in the ideal world, Julio Marshall in his prime with Shanahan Andre Johnson with Kubiak. I mean, a stud number one receiver. They just don't grow on trees. You know, so the 49ers just haven't had the opportunity to get one yet. But I think that's that, coming. Yeah, you see that potentially coming next year then. That's what, yeah, that's what like, you're alluding to. Okay. Yeah, like the Mississippi kid or the Arizona State kid, you know, could be a Niner next year. All right. I like that. So um, your 18th ranked player was Pettis. Mine yeah. is... Traquan Smith, um, another guy who was kind of in that third, fourth round range of rookie drafts before the NFL draft. Uh, some nice draft capital plus a landing spot in New Orleans with Drew Brees. That will always boost a wide receiver's value. He's now in that second round range as well. I think if you look at ADP or, or maybe consensus rankings, he's probably a little bit lower than this. Um, I'm a little bit higher on him than... Uh, maybe than others 18 overall for me do you have smith in your second round i do i have him 21st but i think that there's when i'm looking here at my list i think i put a line a tier line after 18 that i think there's a jump like i i can make a couple arguments for who's 19 you know and i i do like smith i think he's in a really good system you know you talk about the saints that they they have types too you know that 
they have Devry Henderson. They have Ted Ginn. There's always a guy that runs really fast outside the numbers in the system. And I think he's a bigger version of that. You know, originally when I didn't know a lot about him, I thought he might be the Marquise Colston type, but I, I don't think that's who he is. I think he's the big speed guy here. And Ted Ginn won't be there long. Yeah, I'm not worried about Ted Ginn. That's another depth chart that is uh, interesting to try to figure out. We know Michael Thomas is the lead guy. Uh, we know they were trying to fix the tight end spot. Uh, they finally dumped Fleener. They showed interest in bringing Jimmy Graham back. Everybody expected them to take one of these top rookie tight ends, and that didn't happen. So it looks like maybe it's Ben Watson's job for this year. But they they bring in Cameron Meredith. They bring in uh, the Smith kid. Which one I think those- Meredith will be Colston. So which one do you want in Dynasty? Uh, which of the cheap guys? Let's say that and and calling Meredith. Ginn and and Smith, the cheap options. Not Ginn. I mean, I think sure. he's not long for this world. I mean, uh, I was being nice, including him. Yeah, <laughs> and I actually recruited Teddy. I mean, he came to official visit at Pitt way back when. Quick, you're gonna like this, by the way. He he went to the he went to USC, Ohio State, and Pitt for his three official visits, and we were probably last on his list. Don't get me wrong. And at the end of the visit, he was considering skipping college and going to the Olympics as a hurdler. And at the end of his visits, he's like, I didn't see the track. Can we check that out? And we're like, we don't have a track. He's like, I'm not going here. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, uh, um, to me, I would rather have Smith just because of the upside. I like Meredith too, but I think Meredith is a Colston and Smith's the long-term Devery Henderson type. Well, I mean, I want Colston over Devery Henderson. I don't know if you're making your case here. I know that's true. <laughs> All right, let's let's move on. Uh, you've already introduced your quarterback one. That was Lamar Jackson. You had him at 15 overall. Now it's time for mine. I have Baker Mayfield, the number hmm. one pick of the NFL draft, as the 19th overall player. And uh, just, just a little bit of spoiler here. I've got all three of these quarterbacks really close together. I already mentioned that I had Jackson at 21, Mayfield at 19. Um. He did. He did move up with uh, ahead of Jackson after the draft, uh, just to see that that they would invest that number one overall pick in him. I think he has similar upside and playmaking ability to Jackson. That obviously doesn't have his ability as a runner, uh, although I mean, not not many do. Maybe maybe nobody in the in the NFL does. Uh, so that's that's not a slight against Mayfield. Uh, but you know, I'm. I'm excited about this Browns offense, and and a lot of people are. I was actually looking, Matt, at the top 100 players in our DLF ADP and and breaking those down by teams. Did you see me put this out on Twitter yesterday? No, I didn't. Okay, so this will be a, a good quiz for you. I'll go ahead and tell you the Browns had the most top 100 players. They had six. Only one NFL team did not have a single player in the top 100. Who do you think that was? Which top 100? You're talking about the NFL? No, this is Network? this is DLF ADP. So this is Dynasty ADP, top 100 players. Okay. And the Browns had six. Six players in the top 100, Dynasty ADP. Which team had zero? I was about to say the Cardinals, but David Johnson's probably the one. Mm. Yeah, John. Well, they've got Johnson. I believe Fitzgerald's still in there. Oh, is he still? And I, and I think Christian Kirk is in the top 100 as well. Mm, I guess that makes sense too. That was a dumb thing to say. Um, 
I don't know. It's the Jets. Oh, yeah, that makes yeah. perfect sense. No, no top 100 players. I guess Robbie Anderson's their top receiver. And uh, Bills are probably in that conversation. They bring in Crowell. McCoy was the only one okay. in, in the top 100 from the Bills. Um, but the point is, I'm excited about Baker Mayfield's weapons there. Uh, I'm not worried about Tyrod Taylor as clearly as a long term option and, and really not worried about him in the short term either. But kind of the story of this entire class. If you want, if if you want to argue Lamar over Baker Mayfield, I'm. You could probably convince me. And and then Josh Rosen is actually my twentieth ranked player. So I've got Mayfield, Rosen, and Lamar Jackson, nineteen, twenty, and twenty one. Where do Mayfield and Rosen fall for you? Yeah, I um, I have Jackson way ahead of those guys, and I have Mayfield, Darnold, and Rosen all really is like early third rounders. Like okay. they, they wouldn't be in my conversation for, they, they wouldn't be in my top 24. They're both 27, 29, 30. So I have those three really lumped together, but not in this conversation. Okay. So we, we said last uh, on our last episode that we didn't expect to have the same top 12. And now we've gotten to this, to that point, I've got Mayfield and Rosen in the top 12. You don't. So we'll find out who the difference is. Who is your 19th ranked player? Uh, Naheem Hines. And like I said, after my 18, I'm really drawing a line and there's a gap. But my thoughts on this guy is maybe he is Duke Johnson, Tariq Cohen, Theo Riddick, PPR machine, with, I hope, a smart and healthy luck to move him all around the formation. I'm not a Marlon Mack believer. And what I like maybe most about Hines is I'm pretty sure the Colts are going to be the worst team in the league. And I think garbage oh, time wow. in the fourth quarter will be wonderful for him. I like Hines as well for some of the same reasons you mentioned. I do see him as as a pass catcher, though I think he, he's pretty close to Marlon Mack. I think Mack is, is a better a ball carrier than Heinz is. I mean, yes. I think Heinz is strictly Tariq Cohen. Like you said, he's, he's just a pass catcher out of the backfield. You know, he's going to see 50 carries the whole year if he's lucky. Right. Um, I agree. But I think Mac is, is a, a good pass catcher as well. So it, it was a surprising pick for me. Obviously I thought they would take a running back. I thought they would take one earlier than they did. If they're, I don't know. I, I guess I would just be surprised if they, choose to rely on Mac and Hines as their, as their backfield. Uh, I just think they're going to be losing a lot. And it also wouldn't shock me if you, if it becomes the, their wideouts are so bad besides Hilton and maybe we'll get to some of these other ones they picked, but it wouldn't shock me if you saw Hilton, another guy, Hines is their slot and Mac in the backfield too, by default. I think he's that good a pass catcher. All right, what about 20? I already mentioned that my 20th ranked player was Josh Rosen, landing with the Cardinals in the first round. I love that they paired him and Christian Kirk. Of course, he gets to play with Larry Fitzgerald for at least a year. Uh, Sam Darnold slated to be the starter for now, but their coaching staff has already, I guess, bypassed the opportunity to to give Darnold a vote of confidence. So we could see Rosen early. Uh, regardless of Darnold's, I'm sorry, uh, Bradford's health. I think I was saying Darnold there. Um, 
regardless of Sam Bradford's health, we might see Rosen pretty mm-hmm. early on. Rosen's outside of your top 24. So who is it that's number 20 for you? Uh, Antonio Callaway. And I think he might be the most talented receiver in this draft. That's a really crowded wide receiver room all of a sudden. So he may Mm -hmm. drift away to nothing, but talent is absolutely there. It wouldn't shock me if Corey Coleman's not long for the Browns. I thought he might even get traded on draft day. And again, I I don't love this range. You know, I'm trading my 2-6 through 2-12 picks most likely. Yeah, Callaway might be the player that I have the most shares of already. I've done, hmm. I think I've done five rookie drafts now, and I think I've drafted Callaway either two or three times already. So he's a guy that I'm willing to take a shot on, certainly in the late second. We know about the off-field stuff with him. He missed the entire uh, his entire junior season at Florida due to the, uh, I guess, the credit card fraud or, or basically just stealing credit cards. Uh, that he was involved in. And then we heard of more bad news, failed the drug test at the combine. None of this is good news until the Browns decide to use an early day three pick on him. And that was after the talk that he might not even get drafted. So really just them using somewhat of a, a valuable high pick on him was enough to change my mind. And we saw, uh, we saw their general manager take a shot on Tyreek Hill yeah, uh, and, and now he's he's trying to do it again with Callaway. I don't think Callaway is quite as talented as Hill, but he might be close. So Callaway for me is twenty-two overall. Uh, I, I don't think I mentioned my uh, Heinz ranking. I have him at twenty-three. So Callaway oh, twenty-two, Heinz twenty-three, and we've gotten to almost all of my players. Uh, let's cover a couple more of yours. Traquan Smith was 21 for you. We already mentioned him. Who is number 22? This would be the 2.10 pick. So getting near the end of the second round. Yeah, and I really don't like this range at all. Uh, I have Hayden Hurst. I think he walks right into the starting job. Andrews doesn't worry me a lot. Hurst, I think, will get every down snaps. There's nothing in front of him. First round pick. Yeah. Hurst is a guy, he, he didn't move up into the second round for me, but he's, he's really close. He's at the top of the third Okay, and the same thing, draft capital, wide open, wide open spot to be the starter there in, in Baltimore, potentially tied to a young quarterback for the next few years. And um, the age again, is the story with Hurst after the minor league baseball career, but I do think he's, I, I, I don't think he's a player we're going to have to wait long on. You hear the talk about wait three years for your tight end to develop. I don't think that's going to be the case with Hayden Hurst. So early third round range for me with Hurst. And one thing about his age is you notice veteran tight ends can really last in this league, you know, like Jason Witten and Gates. And I'm not saying he's going to be a hall of famer like those guys, or even like Heath Miller, or there's a lot of tight ends that once they get it and they know the soft spots and zones and are smart, those guys can't run anymore. Gates and Witten run like me and you, but he may last longer than other positions because he's a tight end. What about number 23? We already talked about my 23rd ranked player, Naheem Hines. Who is yours? Yeah, this is a guy that 
I didn't know a lot about, and then I found his name late in the draft process and went and watched some of them and went, whoa, he's a player. This guy's got talent, and I love his landing spot, although it's crowded, and that's Jamon Moore now with the Packers. Yeah. He could surprise. I like Moore as well, and I, I have seen he, – he's really all over the board in rookie drafts. He, Is he? I've, I've seen him in Good. the second round. In fact, I've seen him early in the second round. And I've seen him fall to the fourth round range as well. Um, so it, it value is kind of wide open on him right now. A lot of the talk has gone to his new teammate, Equinemia St. Brown. Of course, drafted a couple rounds after more, but he has that name value. Uh, we've talked about him plenty on here because I am, and I don't want to say was, I, I am a big fan of his, but he's not a player I'm willing to spend a second round pick on. Our, our rookie ADP shows St. Brown is a mid-second rounder, and, and Jamon Moore is falling to the late third, sometimes even that early fourth round range. I don't get it. I'd rather have Moore. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know that I'm taking him in the second round, but, but it's not far off, and, and I, I still am, am glad to have St. Brown on my roster, but I just want to wait until around the 30 range to get him. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And Moore is one of these, one of the only guys that I've mentioned of late that if they start falling, you know, like if the first two rounds are done in my rookie draft and he's still there, I'm going to start calling owners, you know, like I'm going to, I need him now. I want him, you know, I want to grab that guy and put him on my team and see what happens a year from now. Yeah. Yep. I like it. All right. I already know that uh, my 24th ranked player, my last player is not in your ranking. So I'll go ahead and talk about him. Uh, Dallas Goddard is my 24th. Mm. Uh, 24th player, 2.12, last pick of the second round. We already mentioned the landing spot. It's it's just disappointing and frustrating. The Eagles have – it's a luxury pick for the Eagles. Obviously, Super Bowl champions. They lose Trey Burton in free agency, and uh, Burton didn't play a huge role for them. But when, he, when they called on him, he played well. Um, and that's what I expect Goddard to do, but it's going to be in that limited role. If if Ertz is dealing with an injury, Goddard Goddard's values is going to skyrocket. But outside of that, this might be a little bit of a weight. And if we're talking about a, a dynasty league with uh, smaller rosters, twenty-two man or or less, then Goddard would be that would impact my rankings. I would be moving Goddard down. Uh, I I just don't think you can draft a tight end and and wait multiple years. Right. If you if you have shallow rosters, most Matt, most of the leagues we play in have 25, 26. You can grab him in that late second, early third round range and and wait it out. Yeah, I love the player. Uh, I wish my favorite team got him. I wish he would have landed in Dallas for fantasy reasons. I just can't wait on a number two tight end behind a top five tight end for four years until he changes teams like Burton did or Ertz moves on. Uh, I just think the landing spot killed him. Yeah. So we know you already mentioned that he's not in your top 24. Who is? Finish this out for us. Yeah, and I don't really even like this guy all that much. It's DJ Chark. Uh, he edged out the Sean Hamilton. <sighs> he's big and fast, but there's a lot of receivers in Jacksonville, none of which I really like. I just think they'll take deep shots. You could easily convince me not to take DJ Chark, though, if at the 24th pick. Well, I won't because he's not even in my top twenty-four. I'm, yeah. I, I same thing. I just think he he's just a speed guy that 
Uh, I've got him in the uh, in the middle of the third round, 31st overall in my rankings. If he falls that far, then sure, I'll take a chance. But outside of that, I, already a player I didn't like, and I don't love the landing spot either. So I'm, I'm pretty much out on DJ Chark. Uh, we'll just throw out a couple of other names. Um, Jamon Moore we already talked about. Not in my top 24, but I do like the player. Somebody I would I would be pretty happy to grab in that third round range. Range, Chase Edmonds. I mean, Arizona just has nothing behind mm-hmm. DJ. So some people I think viewed that as a a bad landing spot for Edmonds because uh, because he is blocked by by David Johnson, one of the best in the league. But uh, to me, I see a chance for. Um, a, a clear backup role and who knows what else happens. Braxton Berrios with the new England Patriots. That was just a, a pick that was, yeah. that was destined to happen. I like, I like him. Uh, Cedric Wilson with the Cowboys. We already talked about their need. Jordan Lasley with the Ravens. Those are all kind of guys I'm looking at in the third, fourth round. Matt, I wanted to ask you, we talked, we talked quite a bit about Hines and Marlon Mack. They drafted another running back as well, though. Jordan Wilkins, a little bit older, SEC running back. Have Have you done much work on him? I haven't watched a ton of them, but I have him 31 on my list, so not too far off of here because I think he's really their only short yardage, heavier, pound you type of guy, and they dra- drafted Quentin Nelson and another guard. So I kind of like where he's at and – Needless to say, from this conversation, I'm not a big Marlon Mack believer, although I do think Mack is their number one running back. But I could see him in the doghouse at some point. And yeah, so I, I kind of have some interest in him. Yeah, I'm coming around on him pretty quickly. I, I mm-hmm. know our buddy Mike Clay has already projected Mack to lead the team in rushing yards. Um, I'm sorry, I not agree. Mack. Not Mack. But oh, Wilkins. No, wow. Wilkins. Yes, wow. I'm sorry. I misspoke. Projected Wilkins to lead the team in rushing yards. Uh, Mike is working on all of his team and player projections right now. And, and it's Wilkins that he likes from that backfield. So that got my attention. Uh, I know a couple other folks that, uh, that I respect Leo Pasiga, who we've had on the show is a big Wilkins fan as well. Um, All of that is, is making me want to take another look at him and you can't argue with the landing spot. No. And I'm not a Kalen Bellage fan but I like his landing spot too, just because I think they'll use him a lot as a receiver. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that is a good one. I don't think he's really a threat to Kenyon Drake's role though. Right. We, we were no, talking, I, we were talking Drake trade. I know. I kind of wish I did it now. Ah, well we can, we can work a deal. I thought you already moved him somewhere else. He got traded in one of the hyperactive leagues. I, maybe it wasn't you. No, I've got him. We, we yeah, let's talk. talk. We can talk. And, and of I'm course, giving they, you one nine though. They did not get C.J. Anderson. He uh, he signed with the Carolina Panthers to to pair there with Christian McCaffrey. So, uh, any other third, fourth, fifth round guys that you want to throw out, Matt? Before we wrap it up, not really, not really. I, I got to be honest. I, I don't love this group. Uh, the you know that there's. I'm not, I don't have a lot of target players in the third and fourth round. Like I usually do one guy that I really do like that probably won't even get drafted is Chris Herndon, the tight end for the, for the jets. Yeah. 
Great yeah. landing spot. Good landing spot. They haven't used a tight end much historically over the years. They have more. In that the was past- Gailey, though. Right. They have more in the past year, year and a half when they had ASJ. I really expected him to stay, but he surprised me and moves to the uh, to the Jacksonville Jaguars. So they've they've got a wide open opportunity for for playing time and maybe even a starter role for Herndon. He's been a player I've been trying to grab in those tight end premium leagues, but other people are on to that one as well. Last player I wanted to ask you about, another Steelers question, Jalen Samuels, I think mm-hmm. one of the most intriguing players in the draft due to um, just just the crazy numbers he put up at NC State, the questions about his role. Is he a running back or a tight end or or some type of uh, hybrid H-back? What is he and what do you think of him in the – uh, in the steel for the Steelers. I like him more in real life than fantasy yeah. and certainly more in dynasty. You know, like I think he'll be a favorite around here. They'll use him in a million ways. I think he'll detach like Le'Veon. I think he'll be a fullback, but not Rosie Nix. You know, he'll be the finesse fullback, the Marcel Reese. I, I think is a real good comparison for him. Um, I don't think he's a tight end, but might align there. Probably really good on special teams. I don't. I don't think to wrap it up. I don't think Le'Veon Bell will be a Steeler next year, and I don't think his heir apparent's on the team. Okay. Well, next year is that nice running back, nice wide receiver class, but not so much for the running back. So we'll see. Uh, the The Steelers have a year to figure it out. The answer is maybe not Jalen Samuels, based on what you're thinking. Maybe not James Conner. They've spent a couple of day two picks now. What about Tevin Coleman? Uh, he's he's going somewhere. Well, yeah. I, sa- I said uh, Samuels was going to be our last player. You brought up Coleman, so let's talk, <laughs> let's talk about Edo Smith. Um, drafted to the Falcons, undersized guy, 5'9", under 200 pounds. I, I like him because I do think Tevin Coleman is going to be gone. So he's um, – They can't afford Coleman. Yeah, he's a player I just want to grab in that fourth-round range or, or even – even off the waiver wire after the draft ends, depending on how the draft plays out and, and stash him for a year. Um, Agreed. Yeah. Any thoughts on Smith? You agree? Yeah. They, they, they want running backs to catch the ball. Well, he does that. And I don't think he'll ever be a number one ever anywhere, but if next year he's number two on the depth chart, then all of a sudden you look at Devontae Freeman and say, he's starting to kind of get old, you know, that, yeah, I, I think Smith will be a contributor for a couple of years in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, I think so as well. All right, well, thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us. And we'll be back with more Rookie Talk and more Dynasty Blueprint.